Welcome to Master Your Money, the podcast that teaches you how to take control of your hard-earned money all while living your best life. I am your host, Elizabeth Heiza, Chief Marketing Officer at the Barnum Financial Group. I once felt powerless when it came to managing my finances and my attitude follows suit until one day I changed my mindset, built up my knowledge, and put myself back into a financial position of power. And I started this podcast to provide you with the same education and advice that I received on my journey. Now, I want to help you master your money. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show today. Today's guest is Courtney Zando. Courtney is the product solutions manager here at Barnum Financial Group. Courtney Courtney's expertise focuses on income protection, specifically on disability insurance. So Courtney spends all day, every day, helping people protect themselves for the unforeseeable. So we are going to talk today all about disability income insurance and how, what it is, how to protect yourself and how to insure yourself, how to get coverage should you need it. Welcome to the show, Courtney. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Oh, our pleasure. My pleasure. Um, Today we are talking about disability insurance. Um, Courtney, I'm not going to lie. This is not something we talk about very often. This is not something that I talk about very often. I am not getting together with my girlfriends and having a conversation about disability insurance very often. You really don't hear much about DI. Right. Right. Yep. Nobody's really talking about it. Yeah. Or purchasing it. Yeah. (laughs) So, but we know how important it is. And that is what we're going to talk about today because DI is under purchased. It's very much uh, misunderstood and under understood. So we want to educate our listeners today on what disability insurance really is but more importantly, why they need it. Because this is something you you don't realize the benefit of it until you need it. And when you need it, it's too late. Right. So that's what we're hoping to accomplish today. And you are just the woman to do it because you have extensive, extensive experience working with hundreds of clients, helping them to protect themselves. So I know we have the right person in the seat, folks. All right, so Courtney, let's start with... Tell us what is disability insurance? Great question, Elizabeth. So disability insurance is a type of insurance that will protect your income. And as we both know that your income is your most valuable asset. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll ask people what their most valuable asset is and they say my house, my car, my cabin. But in reality, they can't have any of those things without their income. So disability insurance protects your income Mm -hmm. in the event you become too sick or too hurt to work. Mm. What's the difference? I thought life insurance did that. What's the difference between disability and life insurance? Sure. So disability insurance, if you become too sick or too hurt to work, Mm. but you are still living. Mm. Okay. Life insurance, which people have no problem buying because they know that eventually they will die. Okay. Right. So life insurance will actually get paid out when you pass away. Yep. So disability insurance covers you if, if you're sick. Correct. Right. Sick or hurt. Um, I think a big one is right now with cancer. Everybody knows somebody that has cancer. Mm -hmm. So chances are that if you did have cancer during your working years, the disability policy would be 
a great option for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that helps me understand why a lot of people don't want to purchase it or don't want to talk about it. I would imagine we all have kind of a Superman. We all think we're, we're superhuman, right? Nobody likes to think about getting sick or not being able to work and not being able to provide. Exactly. Yep. So everybody thinks it's never going to happen to them Mm -hmm. um, because when they think of disability, they think of that you're going into the grocery store and you see the wheelchair parking sign. Yes. So they assume that a disability means that I am in a wheelchair or I am disabled in that type of matter. It's a very prefixed filter. Yes. I guess you would say on what they think a disability is. Can you give some examples? And I, and I know there's a ton out there, but can you just give some examples of what this type of coverage would cover? Yeah, sure. So this type of coverage would cover if you were again, as I mentioned with cancer, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're out of work for an extended period of time Mm -hmm. and now that could be six months or it could be six years. Mm -hmm. The average disability claim is about three and a half to four years Mm -hmm. once you are on claim. And they do typically see that most people do actually return back to work, Mm -hmm. depending on what age you went out on disability. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be like, would a broken arm be covered? Like it doesn't have to be a significant, serious illness. You know, when you, when you talk cancer, that's, um, so is, is it type of really serious illnesses like that? or just anything that inhibits you from doing your work? It definitely does not need to be a serious illness like cancer. Um, It can be, you have a surgery, you have a broken bone, you Mm -hmm. have some type of condition that's keeping you from working, whether that's your 40 hour work week, or maybe it's just taking you out of work for a few days a week. Okay. So there's things that you could put in place that if you are just working part-time per se, these policies can help. Okay. So anything that stops you from doing the job that you get paid to do. Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. But the key is Courtney, and I would imagine, correct me if I'm wrong, you have to buy the policy before the event happens. Exactly. So a lot (laughs) of the times we'll see people that are, get diagnosed with cancer or depression or anxiety, and then they decide that they want to get the policy. Yeah. It's now too late. Yeah because those will now be excluded going forward. So the time to always buy it is now, right? You're never going to be younger or healthier than you currently are. And the price is just going to go up. Oh, I love that. You're never younger or healthier than you are in this moment. So the best time to buy any type of product like that is right now. Yep, That's a really great point. Yep. So Courtney, I hear this a lot from people that I know just friends and and just kind of things I hear um, that people think they have enough at work. People always talk about their, their, they have it through their work, right? I have coverage through my, through my job. What does that mean? Right. So we get that objection a lot. Everybody says that I don't need any additional disability insurance. I have it through my employer when in reality, they don't really know what they're getting offered through their employer. Mm -hmm. What does it cover? Is there a percentage and is there a cap? Mm-hmm. The best way to find that out is to get your benefit booklet from your human resource department. And then once they do that, what are they looking? What are they looking for? They're looking for to see if there is a cap. Okay. Um, so lots of times you will see that it's 60% to $5,000 a month. Okay. Which means that the group coverage is going to cap you at $5,000 a month, which is then typically taxable. Yep. So when you say cap, you mean they're not paying your full monthly salary, but the policy through your employer will not pay out your full monthly salary. They will cap it at X percentage. Correct. 
Yep. And that's a huge problem too, when you have people that are higher income earners or see the majority of their income, not in their base salary. For anybody though, if you don't know that and you, you're so thrilled, you have this policy and, and God forbid something happens and you can't work and you think you're set because you have the policy, but then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm capped at 30%, 40%, 50% of my monthly salary. I, how can I pay my bills with that? That's quite a shock, right? It's huge. And then that 60% to $5,000 a month, if that were the cap, is then taxed in most cases Mm -hmm. because your employer is paying for it. Mm -hmm. So this is a great opportunity to go through your benefit booklet and see if you do have caps there. Just because if you come claim time is when you'll really notice what your uh, your policy covers. And you may be very, very surprised. I always say you get what you pay for when it comes to group coverage. Yes, yes. And that's not a surprise that you want. You're already battling with the disability, battling being out of work to have to worry about where that extra income is going to come from. Sounds like something terrible. But what were you saying about, and I'm sorry, I think I interrupted you. You started to say something about um, if your compensation package includes a bonus or if you're not just standard base salary, what does that look like? How is that affected? Right. So the majority of the time group coverages will only cover your base salary. Okay. So if you are heavily compensated in bonus commission and more of a variable comp, Mm -hmm. chances are your group plan is not covering that. Okay. So if you're living your day-to-day life with that income and you're used to those living expenses and now your 60% is going to be what you're going to be getting if you were to go on claim, Mm -hmm. you're really living off of much, much less than you are used to. And you're not going to notice that until claim time. Much, much less. So it's important to look at your benefits book, look at what your group coverage covers, right? Know that in advance and then take the important next step you're going to have to supplement it. Right. And that's what you try to work with people on is, is if they have coverage, wonderful, but you want to supplement it because ideally you want coverage to cover your full salary. Right. Right. So we try to get up to 65 to 70% okay. um, of what you're receiving post-tax though. Got it. Okay. So tax-free okay. in your pocket. Okay. Courtney, what about 1099s? What about it, what, like self-employed individuals? Great question. Chances are, if you are 1099 or you're self-employed that you do not have group coverage because you're not working for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great opportunity too, for those self-employed people or 1099 people to get an individual policy mm-hmm. to cover their expenses. To cover themselves. Yep. Mm-hmm. And their income. They have the same, uh, chances of becoming disabled as everybody else does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I also hear that the state offers policies. They do. Um, So some states do offer policies, Mm -hmm. which will cover you through the state benefits that you pay into Mm -hmm. out of your paycheck. Uh, Each state varies and not every state does offer state protection if there was a disability, but that is definitely an option. Mm -hmm. Given that if your state does offer disability, we can most likely still supplement that if mm-hmm. there's a shortfall there. Okay. So same thing applies. You have to research what is covered. If you know what is covered by that policy, if you qualify for that type of coverage, and then again, supplement if needed. Exactly. Yep. Each state's different. Yeah. Okay. So I would imagine this process, like all financial processes starts with, um, budgeting, right? Understanding what, you know, what is that monthly number? What is the monthly number that you have to bring in 
to live your life the way you want to live. I always love to talk a lot about wants and needs. So in this situation, what do you, what do you need to cover those needs, those non-negotiables, right? Is that where you kind of start the process? I would say so. Yes. I think it's kind of looking at what you currently have, mm-hmm. right? Your, your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If you are the only income earner in that household, mm-hmm. or if you have somebody else that you can rely on. If one of you guys did become disabled, if you're the primary income earner, it's a very important conversation because if you were to become too sick or hurt to work, then who's paying your bills, right? I always say too, to cover your, your mug. So your mortgage, utilities, and groceries. Yeah. So if you don't really know how much you need, or like, you're not willing to, you're not sold on the idea of getting disability insurance and just cover your mug, right? So cover your bills so that you can make it through. Sure and have a roof over your head. Sure. Yeah. Like we said, you don't want to be worried in in a time of need when you're already struggling with a disability. Hearing you talk about all this and having this conversation, it just amplifies the importance of disability insurance because at one point or another, um, this is going to happen to you, to us, to me, right? No one's excluded from something like this. And if you are, you're extremely lucky, but the likelihood of a, dis, of a, having a, some sort of disability is pretty high. Very high. Um, it's one in four in your working years that you'll become disabled wow. um, before age 65. So it's, wow. it's very, very high and it happens. Yes. And it even happens with younger folks too, right? I think that's another, I would assume another misconception is that when you think of disabled to use your analogy, which was a great one about the handicapped parking spot. When you think about disability or being disabled, being handicapped, you kind of do picture someone a little bit older in age, but it does happen to people on the younger side. And it's more likely to probably happen to people on the younger side, just from an injury, sickness, whatever it may be, but it's very, very likely to happen for the younger people as well. Yeah. I, um, my family, we are skiers. So I try to get to, I try to ski as much as humanly possible. And whenever I'm out skiing and I have three young children, so my husband and I are always skiing with our kids. But when I see people our age, take a tumble, I'm always like, Oh my gosh. I mean that like some of them are really, really bad, bad falls. And these are like, you know, you could tell these are nice, healthy folks, but when you take a fall, I've seen, I've seen people really hurt their, their knees and they have, they've had to have extensive surgeries and they've had, had to be out of work for something like that. Right. Yep. And if it's something like that, an injury, you have options of policies that pay out for a shorter duration versus a longer duration. Yeah. Yep. Oh man. Um, so when we talk about all this, like it's so clear how important it is, but again, what you hear most often, why aren't people taking the action to cover themselves, to cover the most important thing in their life, which is their income. That's a great question, Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it really just comes down to people think that it will never happen to them until they have that scare or they have that family friend, somebody Mm -hmm. that they know that it has happened to. Cause that's Mm -hmm. usually when I see the conversation of somebody wanting it, they're going to their advisor and they're saying, I need disability insurance. Yes. Something usually happens prior to kind of trigger that. Yes. Um, and then they don't realize what it covers. Yeah. That it could be accident, sickness, injuries, whatever it may be, and mental health, right? So if you're out of yes. out of work for a mental health reason, your disability policy covers that. I'm so glad you brought that up. Wow. I had no idea that mental health was covered. 
And that is so critical right now. Unfortunately, especially post pandemic, we know how many people are suffering um, with, with mental health issues. So to know that that can be covered is so, so important. So how does, how does that work, Courtney? Is that any different than if you were to break your leg or get in a car accident or, or God forbid, get diagnosed with something? Yeah, that's a great question. It does work similar to all the other disability claims that you'll mm-hmm. file should you need to go on a claim. So every disability claim does require your doctor to deem you disabled. Got it. And then they all follow the process from there. Got it. As far as paying claims out. That makes sense. And I would imagine, so you you have to have your doctor verify the disability and then your employer verify that you can't work with that disability. Is there some sort of verification process there too or no? Correct. You will need to have your doctor verify your disability. On the individual side, you typically do not need your employer to uh, sign off that you can't do your day-to-day functions. Mm -hmm. On the group side, though, for group long-term disability insurance, your employer will have to verify from a claim standpoint. And I would imagine that even more now than before, just thinking about what we went through as a society with this pandemic, that now more than ever things happen. We know that just things happen that can pull you away from your job. And as always, these things are unexpected. Nobody, I know all those skiers that I saw fall on the mountain did not get up that Saturday morning and, and anticipate that they would be riding down, you know, laying, laying flat. So none of this can be planned for in this post pandemic world where a lot of people are still still suffering from some of those effects. It seems like something like disability insurance is more important now than it ever was before. Yeah, no doubt. I 100% agree with that. I believe too, during the beginning of the pandemic was probably the most traction towards disability insurance during 2020, 2021, just because people were seeing it happen seeing friends and family be out of work for six months a year. Great point. So that was the most traction towards disability insurance that I've seen. Fortunately, you do have to be working 30 hours a week Mm -hmm. in order to apply for a policy. So from a timing standpoint, it wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. Okay. But yeah, seeing, seeing individuals, um, to your point, you need that trigger. Sometimes these are emotional purchases, right? Disability insurance, life insurance, these are emotional purchases. And, and when you go through an emotion of seeing somebody suffer because they're out of work or suffer because they're literally physically suffering, that, that is unfortunately what triggers that purchase. It's definitely an emotional purchase. Um, hopefully people see the emotion side of it before it actually happens and just realize that it can't happen to them and plan for it. Cora, can you share a story? Obviously, don't get into specifics. Can you just share a story of how this does work in real life, right? How, how does how does this happen to somebody? Sure. I, I hear stories every day, Elizabeth. Just recently, actually last week, I had an advisor tell me that his friend mm-hmm. called him up saying that he needed disability insurance ASAP, mm-hmm. right? His friend. That was the call, ASAP. That, that was the call, yeah. ASAP. I need this in force, no questions asked. Just mm-hmm. get me a disability policy. Yeah. Um, because his friend was riding his bicycle on his street and got hit by a car. <gasps> and he is currently unable to walk, unable to work. Oh um, and he was the primary income earner for his family. So this person 
had this triggering moment where they saw a friend of theirs get hit by a car. He was on a bike. He was on a bicycle. Oh my God. What a tragic, tragic accident. Primary income earner gets hit by a car. And that's what triggered this person to call his or her financial advisor and and say that they needed the policy ASAP. That's how this works. Yep. He knew that now it could happen to him. Yes. He lives on the same street, right? Same, around the same age. Yeah. Same situation as far as being primary income earners. And it was a, a wake up call. Yeah. Yes. Didn't care how much it cost. Just get the Just policy get in place. ASAP. Yep. ASAP. That's what we all need to do <laughs> is get these policies enforced ASAP before something happens, before all these unplanned events happen. Right. Um, Courtney, again, we started to talk about that this topic is extremely important, but more so now than ever, because as I was prepping for this, I'm reading about the aging workforce and you know, I was reading an article about that, but also when I think about even my parents working a lot later, right? That that people are just working much, much later in life. Is that something that that rings true when it comes to disability insurance? Right, absolutely. So I also think too, people are working much later. A lot of times it's not just because they want to work, right? Mm. It's because they haven't saved enough for retirement yet or they can't retire yet. So if they were to have a disability event at this point, it would be detrimental to their retirement. Yeah. So we are seeing a lot of people working much longer, which is all the more reason why they would need disability insurance in place because they probably can't afford to be out of work for an extended period of time. And as you get older, the likelihood of disability, I would imagine just increases. Right. So if you're going to stay in the workforce until you're 60s, 70s, I, I know people who are working at 80, God bless them, that, you know, you, you are, you are at risk of that. Right. Yep. Yep. I also read as well that there's just an increase and this is all post pandemic, right. But just an increase in chronic conditions that more people are getting sick, whether it's physically with like a heart disease, um, or it's, it's mentally with people suffering from depression or anxiety that just more people are sick now. Yeah. There's a lot more people sick now too. And I would say that there, that's a great reason to get a disability policy enforced, right? Maybe you're not just covering your mug. Maybe you are not the primary income earner and you're just trying to cover your medical bills. Yeah. Right. Medical bills are extremely expensive. So if you have some type of income coming in that you could spend really wherever you want, and maybe it's on the medical bills. Yep. Um, the Center for Disease Control reports that six out of 10 adults in the United States have at least one chronic condition. That is crazy. I would never have guessed that it's that high. Yeah, that is crazy. And I'm sure that they're out of work an extended period of time. And just like that, the same, the same is with medical. Yep. Right. More people are, more people are struggling mentally now than before as well. Courtney, what about stay at home parents, like a, a woman or a man who stays home, who, who's not working? Would they need an individual policy? Great question, Elizabeth. They are absolutely covered through uh, disability mm -hmm. insurance policies. And a lot of people don't realize, too, that if you are at home, mm -hmm. that is a full time job. Mm -hmm. Right. So that has to be covered. If you are the primary income earner that's going into the office every single day and you have kids at home and there's a spouse at home and you are sick or you broke your leg and you can't drive mm -hmm. your kids places or you can't do the housework, right? Like that is time and money. Yeah. Um, so there are policies out there that will cover stay-at-home spouses. 
Yep. That's great. So if a partner or spouse stays at home and and their role in the home is to maintain, is to uh, transport children, take care of young children, and they can't do that due to an injury or again, a mental illness, they can be covered. There are policies that cover that. Yep. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. That's great to hear. What else, Courtney, what are we missing when it comes to disability insurance? I think people are missing the importance on an individual policy and just thinking that what they have through their employer or their group coverage is enough, right? So you have like portability options and you want to have a policy that if you do switch jobs along the lines that it's going with you and it's covering you. Is that what portability means? I mean, I haven't heard that term. Portability means that you could take that policy that you currently have through Mm -hmm. your employer. And if you switch jobs, you switch locations, that policy goes with you. Okay. Lots of times there's not portability options on group plans. So if you leave that employer, you leave that group insurance. Okay. And now at this point, right, maybe you're five, 10 years older, maybe you do have a health condition now Mm -hmm. and you realize that you want that disability coverage. Mm -hmm. Now you'll have to go through the individual market in order to get it. Is there a significant price difference in, in group versus individual coverage? There's a huge price difference, Elizabeth. So again, I always say you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. So group coverage, lots of times it's actually employer paid. So you're not paying anything for it. Oh, okay. Which then means it'll be taxable Mm -hmm. in your pocket. So your 60% to $5,000 on your $100,000 income is really about three grand. Okay. So it's much, much cheaper through your employer and in through your workforce. But again, you're not getting all the benefits. And you could lose it if you switch jobs. Or if they just get rid of the group coverage. Lots of companies during the pandemic were actually getting rid of a lot of their benefits. That's true. So, so if it's cut, you do not own that policy. Correct. Correct. Yep. You do not own that policy through that, your employer. That's another great point. So again, um, I was reading the Council for Disability Awareness says that at least 51 million working adults are without disability insurance other than the basic coverage available through Social Security. That, again, is is staggering, but also like sad that if something were to happen to those people, which, you know, we know that we said, what one out of four it will happen to will be left in a a bad spot. They will not be covered. And if they have to go through Social Security disability, applying for that alone is enough to make somebody probably not want to apply again. That's right. That's right. That's right. So the key in all this is any conversation is to make sure that you're covered. Yep. Make sure you're covered and you know what's being covered. Yes. So step one, if you are working, if you are a W-2 employee, go to your HR folks, get that benefit book, understand your coverage, and then you have to supplement the rest. So, and what that means is make up the difference with the individual policy. Yep. Yep. Understand what you're getting and what you're receiving should you need it before you actually need it. Mm -hmm. And again, your financial professional can kind of go through your group benefits to see what's actually in there and what it covers. Courtney, this was amazing. So much education here for everyone listening. Be safe out there and do what Courtney says. Let's get those policies in force ASAP. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Master Your Money. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Every little bit helps.
You can also follow us on our Instagram at Barnum Financial Group. If you're interested in connecting or working with a financial advisor at the Barnum Financial Group, the links are in the show notes of this episode. All opinions expressed by the program participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions their respective parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the program participants are affiliated. Investments or strategies mentioned in this program may not be suitable for you, and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. You should strongly consider seeking advice from your own investment advisor. Securities and investment advisory services offered through qualified registered representatives of MML Investor Services, LLC, member SIPC, 6 Corporate Drive, Shelton, Connecticut, 06484, telephone number 203 513-6000.